a little while ago, I dangled a little carrot in front of your very eyes and talked about a part two of research and reference material. And I got so carried away with some other episodes that I missed it. I forgot to share it with you. So I wanted to just make sure that you had to wait no longer as I present to you part two of the undeniable importance of research to a makeup artist. And inside this episode, we're going to explore some of my favorite well-known and not so well-known places to find fantastic and authentic reference images for your work. So here we go. This is 5-Minute Face Talk. I'm Karen, and I've been a film and TV makeup artist for over 25 years now. And inside 5-Minute Face Talk, I'll share the cream of the crop makeup and skincare products, techniques, top tips, and no-nos, and hopefully a giggle or two, all in bite-sized episodes to help you look and feel fab, because life's too short for YouTube videos. So how do you find authentic and unique reference images these days? It's so challenging to come up with something more interesting and unique and individual than the standard images that, I don't know, it's easier to just find a quick image, isn't it, and rely on that to, to be your reference. But I want to go deeper and I want you to go deeper as well. So I want to talk about that a little bit and share with you some of my latest finds and gems in the world of researching because there are so many brilliant places to gather references and inspirational images in this day and age. And seriously, currently there is no fathomable excuse not to have tip-top reference material. If you think about it, we all carry it around in our handbags and pockets in this very day and age. Now, of course, I'm talking about your smartphone because it contains all the tools needed to enable you to create a solid reference folder in minutes. Now, while this may feel like a last resort, and sometimes it is, but in all honesty, that may be all that you need. I still have many photos and albums on my phone from jobs done well over 10 years ago. Uh, I don't know, something sentimental in me just can't get rid of them. Oh, 200 million photos later. <laughs> now, if you haven't used Google Image Search yet in your quest for the best reference images, then go and check it out right away. It's such a great way to find images on just about any topic and is a solid jumping off point as you narrow in on your search, as you hone in for specific items or people or things. And the more specific the details that you type in are, the more efficient your searching will be. Now, Pinterest is another favorite among makeup artists. And some brilliant features of Pinterest include the option to create what are called boards that you can dump all of your images into for a specific time period or style that you are researching. It makes it so handy to use later on or refer back to. And I also love that you can share your boards with others. So let's say you're doing a show set in the 1950s. You can create a board for 
I don't know, let's say 1950s evening looks for a particular scene in your project. And just like that, you can share the board with everyone working in your department. Now, of course, each makeup artist must have their own Pinterest account for this to be effective. But Pinterest is such an incredible and comprehensive visual search engine. So if you haven't used it yet, please go and check it out and don't be afraid. There's, it's got a learning curve to it for sure, but I assure you the more you use it, you'll get there and it will feel easier the more that you use it. Another super cool place that I like to look at images is a site called Iconic Images. What I love about this site in particular is it provides images of popular iconic figures from photographers. So this means that these images are usually super crisp and clean, high resolution, professional images. Great for makeup and hair research. And there's also some really interesting finds in there too. And finally, I wanted to mention one of my favorite jumping off points for research, and that is Creative Commons. What makes this site so useful is it provides you with the licensing rights for every image they have available. And so that ensures you if you're going to be using the images publicly, commercially, or even adapting or modifying an image as well. Perhaps I'll go into that another time because it doesn't usually affect us as far as reference images goes because that's all they're for, isn't it? Purely for reference and inspiration too. But to use Creative Commons the most efficiently, click on the link that I'll share inside the show notes page for this episode and click on the words Visit Openverse. And this should open into a new window for you. And now here's the fun part you can get really specific with the topic you're looking for. And what I want you to pay attention to is the right-hand side section where you'll see all the copyright and licensing options. So whether you'll be using an image on your website or adapting it or for social media, you can check the boxes that best apply to your own personal needs. And you can simply just check the public domain box. And that means these images are entirely in the public domain. So when do you begin your research? I like to get into it straight away if I'm truthful. As soon as I have a conversation about a job, I'm, I'm ready. I'm all systems go. I like thinking about it and getting ideas from day one, which might be a bit premature. And more times than I would care to mention, I might have even done some early research and had some jobs fall through, but who cares? It's so much fun and I love learning new things and gathering ideas and images as well. So for me, it's all positive. But as soon as you book a job, do your deal memo on a film or TV project, sign on your bride or book your photo shoot, start looking for references and look everywhere. Sometimes you might see great references in the least expected of times or places. Another fantastic idea that I pinched from a wonderful hairstylist and department head extraordinaire, one Chris Clark, is the idea of using yearbooks. So getting old high school yearbooks from any era that you can and that's giving you a true authentic look for something as specific as a year, isn't it? Not just a decade. 
I think that's such an underutilized avenue to find the most brilliant of images that you can use as reference and inspiration, particularly for, obviously, for teenagers and high school age students. But even just gathering images from that season or from that year, you can bring them all together and really get a flavor for your particular period project. Such a great idea. So that's another nugget of information I'm happy to share with you, courtesy of wonderful Chris Clark. And regardless of the context, research is a must. And like I said, it's never too early to begin it. Once you have that job locked in, if you're anything like me, and I think you might be, you'll be chomping at the bit for any opportunity to start collecting images and making folders, files, albums, you name it, to collate your reference images. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed my wrapping up of my recent episodes about research material and finding and gathering reference images and how important it is. And actually, I do this for my own makeup at home too. Not so much looking at animal pics or trees or anything, but I definitely always like to find other images to inspire me. And they give me something to rely on when I'm back at square one. So just always remember how helpful they can be, if nothing else. They can set the scene, give you a mood, just spark an idea that goes somewhere else entirely as well. So I hope this gives you some great jumping off points for you to start researching for your very next project. Okay, I'll see you next time. Have a great day and don't forget your reference images. Okay, bye. Bye.